Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. My mom called me up and said, the caddy's dead, the caddy died. We took it in and they said that the transmission, it would cost $8,000 to repair it and it's just not worth it. So we, so we junked it and I hung up the phone and I, and I cried. I really cried. I really, it was, I don't know what happened. It was almost like the ducks leaving Tony Soprano's pool. It's just (laughs) like. Everyone's got their thing. Time to listen long and prosper, my friends. Welcome back to the Fanatics Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, David Magadoff. With me is my most wonderful co-host, Claire Kramer. How you doing today, Claire? I'm good, David. How are you? I'm great because I just finished episode three of Star Trek Lower Decks on Paramount Plus because we are going through all 10 episodes of season three. This is a campaign, my friends. This is a proper podcast campaign where we have on Many of the actors, we even have the showrunner. This is a very exciting time to not only be alive, but to be a podcast listener right here. By the way, if you're enjoying this series, please share, like, subscribe, five stars, whatever it is that uh, warms your heart to share this with your fellow friends. Uh, Please do so. We appreciate it as much as we appreciate it having on Mm -hmm. the one, the only Commander Ransom himself, Jerry O'Connell, the living legend, on today's podcast. Claire, what a treat was that? First of all, he's amazing. And I love the character, which is, you know, such a Riker, (laughs) such a such a Riker ladies man throwback. You know, Mm -hmm. it's such a fun part. He's such a great guy. Jerry is. And it's such a great match, this character for him. So I really, I really enjoyed his episode. I really enjoyed his fanatics episode too. I mean, we're talking about like buying used cars for under $15,000 within a 50 mile radius off Craigslist. So he's really, he's like a dialed in person, this Jerry guy. Wouldn't you say? He also did the podcast from a park because his home Wi-Fi isn't that great. And it was wonderful. Guys, you, of course, know Jerry O'Connell as the co-host of The Talk. You know him from Stand By Me. Yes, the most classic of films. Kangaroo Jack, Sliders. And of course, as we said, Commander Ransom himself. Jerry is, like I said, a living legend and an absolute 
pleasure of a man. Speaking of pleasure, this episode was delightful. I, I loved that we had that the scrubble and the statues and that there's these fantasy rocks. These fantasy rocks that, of course, turn into nightmare rocks. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, it kind of also was a, a little play on the idea. I kept just thinking of Alexa and Amazon and just like that, you know, these rocks that are here listening to us, collecting all of our data. Anyway, enough of the politics of it all. Uh, Claire, if you if you were to touch a rock uh, that brought your fantasy to life. This, is this a triple X podcast all of a sudden, David? <laughs> no, there was. Listen, uh, we saw a, ge- a seventh grade geology teacher in a toga mm-hmm. uh, in this fantasy. So, you know, there's all sorts of ways in which a fantasy can come true. Uh, what would maybe be your non triple X fantasy come to life if you were to say touch a a, a fantasy rock? I don't know. I don't know. What about you? What is yours? Uh, it would probably be Noel and Liam Gallagher of Oasis asking if they would wanted me to hang out with them, and they were nice. Right. That would be a fantasy because they are probably they probably would not want to hang out with me, and would probably be a little mean to me. So you don't want to meet your heroes, but a fantasy would be they'd like say, "Hey, do you want to play in the band?" So that's what it would be. For Mine me. would be touch the rock and. Yeah. Then this very soothing, ominous voice, not like an Alexa voice, but like like a soothing voice, would say, you now have the longest day where you won't get tired, but you have the longest day, and it won't end until you want it to end, where you can do exactly what you want to do. You can go to yoga. You can come home and read a book, do a crossword and a Sudoku. You can, you know, make a cheese platter and eat it and then just relax and hang out and I wouldn't get tired I wouldn't and the day would just the endless day that's the yes. uh, of relaxation for Claire Claire Kramer's and endless one, day of relaxation and one of your children hands you a healthy no, the glass ch- the children aren't wine. in it <laughs> <laughs> they're they're off at camp for the day you know right. I think I'm gonna pitch this movie to Jim Carrey it sounds like a like a Jim Carrey movie you know some sort of looping effect thing anyway Jerry's such a great guy this is an awesome episode yes we didn't ask him about his rock but next time we talk to him we will yeah, this is an all-timer of an episode, and also uh, an all-timer of a joke in this episode of Lower Decks was, uh, I just remember Ensign Tendi, she goes, wish, instead of wish me luck she, to go meet her science mentor, she goes, wish me facts. Yeah. <laughs> it just got me. <laughs> it's very well written, the show, obviously. It is. So, okay, with no further ado, let's listen to Jerry O'Connell talk about buying used cars off Craigslist. Boom. Did you have a love for Craigslist previous to the car buyings or was the car interest what brought you to Craigslist? You know, I'm going to tell you about my introduction to Craigslist. (laughs) I was sitting with a a buddy of mine. I mean, I could tell his name. He's a really funny guy named Brandon Johnson, who is a very funny writer and he's part of the Rick and Morty world. Mm -hmm. And he's someone I really respect. And he's one of the best improvists in L.A., and, um, I mean, this is just to, this is going to really date me. We were, we were working on something and he said something, we, we were, we were writing something and he made a Craigslist reference. Oh yeah. We were writing. <laughs> My wife was working with RuPaul, the great RuPaul. Yes. And they really got along. My wife, Rebecca Romaine is a model, former model, now an actress on Star Trek, Strange New Worlds. 
but they really got along and uh you know my my wife was a very famous model in the 90s and RuPaul was very famous in the 90s also as a recording artist and as obviously they both moved on to great things and they're highly successful people but um my friend Brandon Johnson and I thought it would be super funny if they were models in the 90s both of them and they got into and they were like at the top of their game and they got into they were put in some coma, some sort of coma and they woke up today and tried to become models again in this like internet world. And we just thought it was like a funny way to sort of like make fun of Instagram fame sure. and all that sort of stuff, you know, and um, their roommates and they're just like, you know, pounding the pavement, like trying to get back into the modeling <laughs> game, you know, like Austin Powers for models. Right. So there was a scene where this is how long ago this was. My buddy said, oh, they should go on Craigslist and go to an audition. <laughs> and I was like, what's that? And we went on Craigslist and he showed me what was happening. This is before I think like, like before it was like known to law enforcement. And my goodness, I was looking at Craigslist and it was like the most frightening. It really made me, it still made me fearful of the internet. Every time I turn on my computer, I think of that experience of going on Craigslist and and my friend being like, this is where our protagonists should start their careers, you know? Don't go down and the category was really funny of scene. casual encounters. <laughs> well, it was a really funny scene <laughs> that they don't know what the internet is. So they go to an internet cafe and they go on Craigslist. And the guy who runs the internet cafe says, you have to buy a hot dog if you want an hour of internet. So they have, they have, they keep eating hot dogs, right? It's like, come on. It's funny. It's great. It didn't go anywhere or whatever. <laughs> like whatever life is filled with failures so that that was your introduction to craigslist and that was a conduit to your fanaticism which is well my buddy brandon johnson also we love old cars we love like comparing we love we're very thrifty we're frugal people i'm a frugal person i should say i shouldn't speak on behalf of brandon johnson but I i'm a frugal person and um he was like, dude, you know, you can find like cars on here and everything. And I've always had a used car. I just, I've never, I've only bought one new car and it felt kind of like a cop out to me. It felt kind of too easy. Like you went in and bought a new car and drove away with it. And it was too you easy. A challenge. There was no fear. Well, there was no fear there when you bought it. There was no, what am I buying? Who am I buying it from? Where am I going? Who are these people? Will I survive? <laughs> you want more survivalist aspects of your car buying experience. There's none of that when you go buy a new car. You know, a lot of people use the internet for lustful reasons, for communication, for lustful communication. Uh, I don't know, anime, whatever, you know. But for me, it's looking at old beater cars within a 50 mile radius of my home here in Southern California. I love it. So, so describe your process. This is such a unique episode because we are talking about a quest. Almost the car is the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, you know? And so Jerry, your fanaticism is, I guess the quest for the car on Craigslist culminating right. with the purchase. So describe like a full on experience for me so we can really define this experience or this so, you know, listen, process. Uh, typically I found my more successful friends 
are always looking for real estate. They're always talking about real estate and upgrading their homes and <laughs> buying land and <laughs> investment properties, commercial properties. And they're always on the internet hunt for, for a piece of real estate, a rental property. And I'm just too fearful of loans and banks and like, I just don't have the money for it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, commitment. It's long-term commitment. I am a homeowner and that literally is like, and I've been a homeowner for a while now and I'm still completely freaked out about making those payments. And, and by the way, it's like auto pay. I shouldn't even look at it. It's still, it makes me bite my nails. It drives me crazy. So, um, that said, um, I'm more of a go on Craigslist, specifically Craigslist, because there's something just down and dirty about Craigslist. There's no fancy ads. There's no pop-up ads. It's literally black and white typewriter font to sell, to sell shit. It's just a shit selling site. There's no, there's no frills. There's no... Hey, do you suffer from erectile dysfunction? Uh, then click here. Uh, I know this is the workplace, but you know, looking to increase things in your life, click here. There's none of that shadiness. It's just down and dirty. I'm someone who needs to sell this shit. Are you someone who wants to buy this shit? <laughs> That's what I love about it. Cash only. Cash is king. My last purchase on Craigslist was a um, a wire transfer, which kind of freaked me out as well, because Ooh. now we're getting into like Miami Vice drug stuff. Not even Zelle? You're talking like old-timey ACH wire transfer? I had to go to my bank. A lot of questions about what I was doing. I had to oh fill out forms. Crazy stuff. So what I do is I turn on the Craigslist, and I'm usually sitting next to my wife. I turn on the Craigslist. Now, let me tell you. Let me tell you something about like <laughs> being a fan of things or how do we, how do we decipher being a fan of something and being an addict of something? It's not the same. It's, I don't know. It's not the same, but the thing that gives you the dopamine, the things that, the thing that gives you, I call it the juice. What gives you the juice? And that's kind of what this podcast is about. What gives you the juice, you know? Mm -hmm. And you, Jerry. so for me, I fire up the old Craigslist and I'm in bed with my wife. Now, listen, <laughs> my wife and I have been married for a while. You know, we're still making it sort of. And it's like, I know we should probably be more intimate when we get into bed. I know we should be, I don't know, reading erotic literature. I don't know, whatever people do, you know, to keep the fire going. But for... My wife, Rebecca, and I firing up Craigslist and looking at old cars under $15,000 within a 50-mile radius of my zip code. Mm -hmm. So she likes what, it, too. I've got my wife. The great thing about being a fan and finding someone out there is showing them your interests. And you think they're going to be like, get out of here with that get out of here. I don't want that. I don't want you. I don't want to look at junk cars. Like show me jewels. Show me real estate. Let's look at real estate. Let's look at investment properties. 
So she's not into it. She's totally into the car no. Craigslist experience. My wife, the great thing about being in a relationship is I've got her hooked. And now she she loves looking at old cars under $15,000 within a 50-mile radius. But Jerry, that's not the great thing about being in a relationship. She could easily not be interested. So good, good on you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Some people yeah. have different interests. How cool is it that the two of you have that? So you need to teach a class. That's what's so great. Having similar likes and interests. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, so Jerry, I need to ask you, is it the quest with Rebecca or is it the purchase? Well, it's the quest. How many of these have culminated in a purchase? There have been three purchases, okay? Okay. And I'm going to tell you the story of a couple of them. I'm going to tell you the story of one... I'm a man of a particular age. I grew up in the 90s. My parents and I, we had a car that was, I mean, the worst car in our neighborhood. It was disgusting. It was, uh, what was it? it? Was an, <sighs> Come on, Jerry. This is turning into a therapy session. Oh, that's the point. My parents in 1976, I guess when they came into some money, 1976, no one watching this podcast was even alive, purchased a 19... 19- 74 Cadillac DeVille. It was maroon and it was a beautiful car, if I recall. But I was two, two years old. By the time I became aware of materialism and status and wealth, that car was uh, 11 years old. And it was a real piece of shit. We lived on the East Coast, it was rusted. It was a piece of shit and my parents never got rid of it. And I would say, can we get rid of this car? And my mother would say, no, why do we need a new car? It, it runs fine. If something breaks, I get it fixed. It's a great car. And it, you know, that car was a beautiful car when we bought it. And I go, but it's just so embarrassing when like my friends come in and I started to get parked blocks away. You know, you're at that terrible age where you can't go by yourself to the mall. You need your parents to drive you. You can't go pick, you can't go meet a friend and go to a restaurant. You have to have your parents drive you. You have to get picked up. You have to get dropped off. You're yoked to your parents. You're linked to them. You can't escape. There is no escape. And I was truly embarrassed and it enraged me. And I remember thinking to myself, if I, God, if you can hear me, if you ever grace me with money, I am going to only drive new cars. I'm going to only purchase brand new fucking cars and drive them and pick people up and pick my dates up and say, get in my new car. 
Do you smell that? That's a new car smell. How hot am I to you? How hot are all my new things? How attractive am I to you and to the world? How much do I exude wealth? Mm. And my parents never got rid of that car until well after I went to college and moved out of the house. And then my mom called me up and said the car died. And I felt I just moved to LA and I had become, oh man, this is going to sound so cocky. And I don't mean it this way because I'm not into material things, but... It's a safe space, Jerry. I was now a young man, just moved to LA, who was on a television show, and I had money to buy a new car. I could easily afford a new car. I had no credit score because I hadn't purchased anything and I lived at home during college, but I paid off college. That was done. But I was fully, I was about to get a brand new car. My mom called me up and said, the caddy's dead. The caddy died. We took it in and they said that the transmission, it would cost $8,000 to repair it and it's just not worth it. So we, so we junked it and I hung up the phone and I, and I cried. I really cried. I really, it was, I don't know what happened. It was almost like the ducks leaving Tony Soprano's pool. It just like, (laughs) it really affected me. And I, that is when I first, not through Craigslist, because Craigslist wasn't invented then, I purchased my first beater car, which was through something called Auto Trader, which was a magazine, <laughs> a black and white magazine where you looked at photos. And I got a, um, a 1980 Scout, an international Scout, like a truck. What company makes a Scout? What's the company? Uh, you know, it's a, it's a farming company called International Harvester, and they make like, <laughs> it's like a truck. Look look it up. Um, I'm Googling it right now, yeah. You know, it's funny. I looked for um, a photo online of me in that truck, and I couldn't find it. I'm sure That's I have fun. some. Yeah, they're really like fun cars. So I drove that around LA, and it really taught me like, I'd never known anything about engines. Like it taught me like I got a really good mechanic that I really liked. And he was a little weird. He did live in a trailer outside of the shop that fixed the car, but I really liked him and I overpaid him and he was cool and that car ran for a while. But then I got into a relationship a few years later with a young lady who um, there was no top on that car and the young lady hated what it did to her hair. (laughs) And listen, I understood that. Like it was like a lot, that car, you know, I mean, I'm here in Southern California. It's currently 105 where I'm standing. I have to come outside because my kids are still at home from school and they're just on TikTok and there's no Wi-Fi at my house. I have two children on TikTok. I'm sorry. I don't, uh, no conspiracy theories here, but TikTok takes up so much bandwidth, especially if you have two children who are on it. It is definitely sucking every bit of information out of my house, whatever Whatever crypto information is in my house, they are taking it all. So I come here to a park down the street from my house. That's why I said if, uh, for show and tell, I could be back in like 10 minutes because I'm like 10 minutes from my house. But I'm right <laughs> under a 5G tower. I can feel the I can feel the COVID waves hitting me. It's all good. I'm you getting look the like clear you're signal. levitating just a little bit. I do see a little like you're a foot off. <laughs> but um, so I had to sell my beater car and I had to, that's when I only purchased a new car because the young lady I was dating, uh, like we'd get to restaurants, we were on dates and her hair would be like this. And she did have like a, <laughs> it was a curly hair problem and it was like, I had to help her out. So I got a new car, but then we broke up and I was like, why did I change who I was? And then got on Craigslist 
purchased a couple cars, some that busted out and I had to get rid of them immediately because they didn't work. That's also the fun, the juice of getting a car on Craigslist. But then... Is, is are you being scammed? Are you being like, scammed? Will it run in a week? Are you going to die when you go see this person? You know, it's like... <laughs> Do you bring people with you, Jerry, when you... I bring my meet? I bring my wife. I bring my wife and I have her park a block away. Oh. And I'm like, listen, I'm going <laughs> to text you. With you. <laughs> I don't want them... You know, if there's a gun or something, I don't like want us both. I'm like, I'm going to walk up. I'm going to text you if it's safe. We recently made a Craigslist purchase and uh, I, I was a block away and I walked up and my wife gets really, the thing that's also fun about it, during these exchanges, these meetups, these, um, these deals, if you will, my wife gets really nervous and it's fun. Like you got to do things in life that scare you, everybody. You got to do something that's like. I'm not saying go out and just meet up with randos on Craigslist because it's super dangerous. Listen, PSA, it's super dangerous. Please, everybody. Uh, internet is super dangerous, not just Craigslist. The whole place. Don't meet up with anybody. I tell my kids when they're like playing Roblox and they're like, oh, I just met a cute girl. I met a fun girl. She's a friend. She lives in, in, the U in London. And I'm like, girls... That is a Chechenian man who is talking to you. Listen to me. He is a mm -hmm. Chechenian man and it starts off this way and then he wants photos of you. Trust me when I tell you this. There is no talking to anybody on Roblox. None. We don't do that. We don't communicate. We're not here to make friends. This is here to connect with your friends and do anything but homework with your current friends. We're not on the internet to make friends. Maybe a chat room if, you ever, if you're into Hanson and you want to meet other Hanson fans. That's fine. I mm. get that. That's a specific thing. But we're not here to make pals on the internet, especially for teenage girls. I'm sorry. I'm a. This is a this is a good lesson, and I agree. <laughs> I have I also have teenage girls, and I'm I'm. This is like exactly what they need to hear. It's so true. So my my wife was a block away, and I went up and I walked up to the guy's house, and it was the oldest, sweetest oldest man. Man, and he was like, "Hello," and I was like, "Are you?" I forget the guy's name. Oh God, I forget the guy's name. Are you Barry? And he went. Are, are you Jerry? And I went, yeah, hey, hold on a second. And he was like, oh gosh, who are you calling? And I was like, I'm just calling my wife. My, my wife was scared to meet you too. We were all scared of each other, Mary. And he was like, um, I, I, I don't want any trouble. And I was like, oh no, 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 I'm just, and I was like, sir, please, sir. We're, we're just here to look at the car. And I called to my wife and then my wife came and we got a whole tour of his house and he was so honest and it was so sweet. And it was just so funny that we were both deathly afraid of, each other i think that says a lot about us as a society you know yes but um but um so that's sort of the juice that we really like but let me tell you a story about my wife and i were hunting i told you about the wealthy guy who lived in my neighborhood he drove his family drove uh this is the 1990s early 90s late 80s he drove a jeep grand wagoneer do you remember them oh yeah and it, it was now. like they're kind of you like boxy cars huh yeah, I like uh, I like a big boxy car, but that to me, and I remember I was driving around on my parents' shit box, that shit rust box that was 20 years old, 15 years old, and I remember thinking like, 
I wish I, I wish my family owned a Grand Wagoneer. And I remember looking through the paper one day and I found an ad for a Grand Wagoneer. And I said to my parents, like, let's get this car. Why would we get a car? We don't need a car. The car runs fine. And I was on Craigslist and I was looking for old cars. And I saw 50 miles under $15,000. And I saw a Wagoneer on there. And it just hit me. I mean, literally. And my wife was there and my wife went, oh, I love those Wagoneers. And I didn't tell her the whole story about having a crappy car and feeling insecure about life and feeling insecure about women. I just said, I love them too, you know? Um, <laughs> Keep it simple. And uh, <laughs> my wife said, we should go look at that car. And I was like, let's do it. So we had to drive to South Pasadena for those listening, not in Southern California. It's a nice area. area. It's kind of a hipster area. Mm-hmm. It's very nice. I live very close to there. It's a lot of, lot of money. And full, like another tangent, I'm going off on tangents on this. I swear, I, I, well, I did take an edible right before I did this, but um, there you go. that's a joke, everyone. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm not. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm not. Um, <laughs> we love Houston's. That restaurant in Pasadena. Houston's is a chain of yes, restaurants. Yes, Arroyo. Wow. Yes, I know exactly. Everybody, <laughs> listen, I'm not getting paid by anybody to do this. I swear I'm on Star Trek Lower Decks. Everybody should watch it on Paramount Plus now. Um, that's why I'm here. You could follow me on Yelp as well. But any excuse to go, we don't have a Houston's near us, so we have to go to Pasadena, which is about a 40-minute drive for us. Any excuse to go to Pasadena. My wife looked at me, and we were in bed, and, she, and my wife was like, let's go look at that Wagoneer. And... Let's go to Houston's. And we were like, let's go. They have a kale salad. They have a spinach chip. Their burgers are incredible. If you order a martini or any sort of beverage, they put it in a frozen glass. And then when you are finished halfway through, they bring another frozen glass and marry it in there. You who've been to Houston's know That's what I'm talking genius. about. David, Jerry, you know what I'm talking podcast, about. Why is this podcast not about Houston's? It, it, it could be because I'm getting back to how I got there. So we drove to South Pasadena. And we found the car and we started it up. And my wife has a crazy thing about air conditioning. My wife, who also grew up with beater cars. Oh, this is another thing. My wife and I are the same age. And we both had families that um, didn't have nice cars. You know what I'm saying? And so we have a theory that you want the car that rich people had when you were a kid that your parents couldn't get. That's how you can tell. So if you see someone in a Porsche, that typically means they grew up around the same time I did and they probably couldn't, their family couldn't afford a Porsche when they were younger. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I have a big thing for Porsches. I've never owned one. And for me, like that golden palace was a grand Wagoneer. And we went to go meet the guy. He seemed cool. At his house or at a park? It was is no, it always, always, always interesting thing. Was, sometimes it's a house, was, sometimes it's a public place or a, a parking yeah, lot. This was at a park. I mean, it was at a park, which is good. It's a public place. And also there's crime out there. There's criminality. You really have to be careful. <laughs> Not in South Pasadena. That's a, that's a, it's a pretty family oriented <laughs> kind of neighborhood. I find I know you were but still, you don't know, like today, it's crazy out there, David. Life is crazy. But Jerry, do you? But Jerry, is that part of the joy for you? Is there's a li- of the of the unknown, and that you might need to use your skills, and you know what I mean by skills. 
That's the juice right there. That's the juice. Okay. So, um, met the guy, but here's the thing about my wife. My wife obviously grew up with beaters as well. And I, my wife makes such a big thing out of air conditioning. And I was always like, these cars aren't going to have air conditioning. It's a 32 year old car. It's not going to have AC like a two year old car. The AC breaks, you know, well, stop with the AC. What it will have is ashtrays and a lighter. Uh, a, a, lighter. A, a faint smell of nicotine. <laughs> probably involved. Fuzzy probably ceiling. involved in a homicide. Um, right. um, Could have been underwater at one point. <laughs> I was like, stop with the AC. We were driving there and my wife was like, it better have AC. And I was like, it's never going to have AC. What is your thing with AC? And my wife said, growing up, my cars never had AC. And I just want a car with AC. And it hit me in like, it literally was like acupuncture to my soul. It like hit me. And I turned to my wife and we were driving to South Pass to go look at the car, to go to Houston's, to get the martini with the ice. And I looked at my wife and I went, I, I understand what you want. I totally understand that. And like, we didn't speak after that. And we were on a mission. We go to see the Wagoneer. Start it up. It sounds good. It sounds good. I know nothing mechanically about anything, but I have to open the hood and be like, yeah, looks good. It's good. Uh, <laughs> it's good wiring. And how many, uh, what's, uh, oh, yeah, it's a good fan belt. That's a fan belt. Uh, okay. Yeah. Look at the sparkies. I might need some new sparkies. Sparkies. <laughs> uh, and I look in there and the guys just sort of stared there. He was sort of a nice guy. But we get in the car and we start it up and my wife gets in and we look around and it feels good. It feels good. And then comes the real test, guys. My wife turns on the AC. Ooh. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be a deal breaker. This thing is never going to work. And it blasts the coldest Arctic free on air right into our faces. And my wife turned to me and said, we are buying this car. <laughs> but on Craigslist, you can't just buy a car right there. You got to be like, ah, I got some other cars. I'm looking at. Okay, it's good seeing you, man. Maybe, maybe not. Blah blah blah. So anyway, we we go to Houston. We're so excited. We're giddy. We're we're gonna own a Wagoneer. It's so great. I had tried to buy a Wagoneer before, um, which did not have AC, and the guy wanted twenty thousand, and. I had a rule. I was like, no 15,000. So I offered him 14,000 and he said, don't ever text me again. And he blocked me. So <laughs> it's so funny about like negotiating with people. Like he really like, I, I couldn't believe how, like it was a negotiation. Like, don't be insulted, man. Like this is where we're opening. Uh, hey man. So you didn't get the car. So I didn't get that car. But anyway, man. this, no, no, no. That was a, that was the one before. So we went to Houston's and I said to my wife, I've got to come back to this person with a respectable number mm. when negotiating. If you really want something, you have to respect, you have to show respect on Craigslist. Craigslist is all about respect. Respect me on Craigslist. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> is this the weirdest podcast you've ever done? 
Oh, that's <laughs> no, wonderful. but a little sidebar story. That's like in and out. When I first moved here, I heard if you don't say, hey, how's it going? Before you place your double double order or your animal style order, they that they will spit in your food. So every time you go to in and out, you got to say, hey, what's up, man? How are you? Or how's it going? Before you start. Respect. Same thing. Got to show that respect. respect. It's that's a big California. Yeah, Claire, thing. You should sort of like do that with every tribe. I mean, I'm not your the manners police here, but like <laughs> you should whether you're in McDonald's or in and out or Taco Bell, you should always say, hey, what's up? Well, this is How a, was your day. It's hot outside. Isn't yes, it? I agree. But this this has turned into an urban oh legend, which is what I'm saying with in and out So we'll we'll discuss I've never that heard later. That. But yeah, so you got to show I do your find that in and out um, they're just sort of like nicer. They're sort of such eager teenagers in In-N-Out. I always, uh, I yeah, wish there was a 40. They're still like an eager teenager. <laughs> I wish there was that on the, on the pad, like the 15, 18, man, I saw one that was 30%. You know, the tip bar. Mm. Listen, the world is getting crazy. <laughs> the world is really, inflation is hard. When back in my day, it used to be 10, 15. And if you were a baller, 20% with the tip yeah. thing. I, I went to a place, I think it was like a fancy coffee house. It was, the opening number was 20. It was 20, 25, 30. And I was like, what happened here? But I always, yeah. I always go to the right. You should always go to the right, especially if you have the funds. It's just like a karma thing. But, um, All right, Jerry, the Wagoneer. Okay, listen, so you're at Houston's very low-lit restaurant, by the way. It's just to Great help restaurant. set the scene. So this it's podcast. a low-lit Jerry and Rebecca are having a deep conversation about respecting this man. And this uh, podcast brought to you by Craigslist, Houston's, and In and Out. I said, <laughs> I can't lowball him because the last person I lowballed blocked me. I'm blocked from them. And then you really, when someone blocks you, you really want to talk to them. I still throw him a text like, hey, are you up? Um, but um, <laughs> I, um, I gave him back a decent number. He said, let's meet halfway at another number. It was over my 15,000, which I didn't like, but I had to do it and we got it. Hold on a second. Here comes my wife right now. I can't believe it. What a special treat. Stop. Don't, don't give the finger. Cause this is like a, this is a podcast. Just pull up a little more. <laughs> I'm talking about the story of when we got the Wagoneer. Rebecca is doing a slow roll. My wife. Okay, that was it. That was my life. Hi. Um. <laughs> some, usually, when she goes past me, she usually goes like this. So I was like, "Don't." Oh, yeah. It's funny. We have a funny joke where if we see each other out on the road, we always go beep beep. Fuck you. That's <laughs> funny. But um. <laughs> so I gave him a respectable number. He came back with somewhere in the middle, and then we became the proud owners. Oh, he's showing us the Wagoneer right now. It is nice. That is nice. Of a Grand Wagoneer. It's real nice. What year is that, Jerry? She's a beauty. It is a 91. It literally is my pride and joy. I drive it every day. I pick my kids up in it. I tell my kids, like sometimes my kids get in it and go, oh gosh, I wish you had a new car. And I think back to when I was a kid and I go, no girls, you really don't wish I had a new car. You're going to look back at this car and have such great memories. There she is. I awesome. love it. This is a great end because it was like you've been recording. He's been outside, as we know, everyone, and his phone has been sitting on the car the whole time. So the yeah. very thing that he's, he's been speaking about now 
is the very thing that we are looking. It is a, there it is. This was it's a, such a fun this car. This is better than a Jordan Peele movie. This was a real reveal. There it is. It's so fun. It gets so the many. AC's, the AC's good, Jerry, and, and, and how many miles on it? It blasts. It blasts. It blasts. And, you know, I'm one of those people who does believe that, like, climate change is real. So, like, you need it, you know? But there it is. How many miles? I mean, who knows? The odometer is, like, so weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. You should probably find you know out what? one day. So, Jerry, with my with my daughter, who's 14 and a half, almost 15, she's going to start driving soon. I uh, have held on to my father's yeah. car, which is not as old yeah. as that, but it is a 2009, so it doesn't have any of the, like, you know, technology. and Digital analog. So she's going to learn to drive without all that, and I think she's going to be a better driver for it. As my friend Brandon Johnson says, we love analog cars. Analog cars. Jerry, this has been an absolute pleasure. Can you please regale us with a love letter to that which you adore searching upon Craigslist for these beat-up cars? Like your Wagoneer. Dear used cars on Craigslist, we live in a time of fast fashion and... Everything has to be new. What's the most technological? Who has the newest device? Who has the newest car? Who has the newest phone? Who has the newest watch? But sometimes you just got to sit back, look around, and just drive to work and sit in traffic like the good old days. Just think about where you are where you want to go and how grateful you are for everything. And that will only come with cars under $15,000 within a 50 mile radius of your home on Craigslist. Sincerely, Jerry. And now he's going <laughs> to turn the, turn the key. I love it. Drive off into the sunset. <laughs> he's doing it. He's putting it in. <laughs> Hey, guys, this was a lot of fun. Thanks. I really enjoyed my time here and talking about my love of uh, used cars on Craigslist. All right, guys? All right. Bye, Jerry. See ya. Bye, Jerry. See you, guys. See ya. <laughs> he's now in the car. The lights are on, and he's driving away while his phone <laughs> is capturing it. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep. The application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs. Just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. That episode, David, hit home with me in so many ways. Uh, one, I'm a Craigslist cruiser and user, and I will start by telling you a funny story. Uh, several years ago, 
around the time Buffy and Bring It On was happening, you know, early 2000s, I was moving a lot, you know, trying to find my right place in Los Angeles. And I listed a bunch of furniture on Craigslist. And of course, having fun with those pictures, I was like laying on the couch and like sitting on the chair, everything that I was selling. And I got a call from my agency at the time. And they were like, yeah, you can't put yourself on Craigslist in the furniture anymore. Like people recognize you. You're giving, you're doxing yourself with your address and your phone number. Pre Poshmark. <laughs> and so... So I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, but I've, I've used Craigslist. I am with Jerry. Like the simplicity of it. This is also why I like Reddit a lot. You know, it's it's a simple site. But it's like a loaf of bread. It's not bragging. It's not trying to like, you know, be something it's not. It's just there for you every day to put your sandwiches together. That's what Craigslist is like. And I and I it's love like it. It's like a loaf of bread. That's a great. It's like a little. You can count on it. It doesn't need to evolve. Like it doesn't need to change. It doesn't need ads. It's you know. There's no retention. If I look at a lawnmower on Craigslist, I'm not giving. I'm not getting delivered lawnmower ads for the next two years. You know. There's the pixelation is not tracking. It may be tracking it, but at least they're not targeting me with the used shit I'm looking at. Will you buy (laughs) used cars or new cars, Claire? Are you someone who leases? No, I'm a used car person. I I pay cash for my cars, and that way I have no payment. I haven't had a car payment in over a decade. And we do it a, a virtual pound right now because I'm the same girl. Boom. Yeah, it's it's nice, Boom. right? You just yes, you're driving around. You're like, I don't got to worry about nothing, and it's my car. Yeah. And- It's great. And I have two cars right now. I have one, as I mentioned on the podcast, that I'm saving for my daughter, who will be driving in a year and a half. She insists she doesn't want it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you the second you get your license, you're going to want that car. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I want a Mini Cooper. I want a, you know, a Volkswagen bug. I'm like, well, you get this green Jeep. And maybe if you save your money, I'll go have these if you want to paint it a different color. And yeah, most recently, I purchased a Lincoln Navigator used, which has been a little more high maintenance maintenance than my previous used car purchases, but I'm not disappointed. I still love it. Did Matthew McConaughey come with the car? Well, the he in spirit, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's why it's a little answer. difficult. You know, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Lincoln Lawyer, the book before the <laughs> series or the movie. And now I like the series a lot. Uh, so that did that did add into my like excitement for getting a Lincoln. I've never had a Lincoln before. I got my yeah. 2004 white Toyota Highlander, uh, a two-wheel drive, a V4 <laughs> Highlander. It's like the only Highlander that exists that's not a V6. But it's got 240,000 miles on it, and I got it from a guy on Craigslist. I am so with you. And you know what? There was a little bit of jealousy when Jerry showed his Wagoneer. It's cool. It was a cool car. And I... I think I may be like looking into a Wagoneer next. And if I apply the same matrix for purchases that Jerry has, I feel like this could be like something I could be successful with. You know, there's also, David, let me tell you, this world is stressful. Life is stressful. Would you agree? Yes. Life can be very stressful. It's full. It's full of like bills and responsibilities and, you know, conversation with people you don't want to talk oh, to at gosh. times, <laughs> errands, all this stuff. So there's something very relaxing about going on Craigslist and looking at the items for purchase. And also within that, like, you're like, you know what? I'm being like 
I'm reusing, I'm being green, I'm being environmentally friendly, I'm being fiscally responsible for myself, mm-hmm. for my family. Mm-hmm. Like there's just a lot of joy from Craigslist that I get. Yes. You you're good. It's good for you, good for the planet, and good for a little adventure. And if you need someone to come with you and be a block away, Claire, I'll find someone Thank to go you, out David. with you. <laughs> Thank you. That you know, I have to say for the first time I have thought of that recently but but i've never had a bad encounter you know and the stuff i've bought i've bought a lot of stuff off craigslist over the last two decades and guys i have some news for you you don't have to buy any of our podcasts they're free so there's a let it's no danger i get it free 99 but you can go right on to wherever (laughs) you're listening to it right now is it apples is spotify is it iheart is it is it are you soundclouding these potentially are you at wearefanatics.com wherever you're enjoying them we're sorry we're not giving you the juice, as Jerry called it, the adventure and the spirit. But hopefully the podcasts are filled with enough adventure and enough uh, edginess and enough danger around every corner for your liking. And we'll see you next Thursday for yet another juice-filled podcast. Jerry O'Connell, God bless you. David Magadoff, Claire Kramer, bye-bye. Bye. And before you guys go... Let's talk about next week. Why not? We have Mike McMahon coming on. He is the showrunner for Star Trek Lower Decks, so he's going to tell us all the inside scoop. He also was the showrunner for Rick and Morty and a dream job of mine, PA'd for South Park. Mike is coming on to talk about Coke Zero, not Diet Coke, not Coca-Cola Classic, Coke Zero. So we will see you guys next Thursday. Thank you for listening to Fanatics, a Roddenberry podcast. For more episodes and info, head over to wearefanatics.com or tweet your fanatics thoughts and stories at wearefanatics. Yes, that's we are F-A-N-A-D-D-I-C-T-S. Our show is hosted by Claire Kramer and me, David Magadoff. Produced by me, Claire Kramer, and Kelsey Goldberg. Executive producers Trevor Roth and Rod Roddenberry. Our sound engineer and editor is Elizabeth Joy Windham. And you can thank Stephen Mudd for our theme song. Catch us next Thursday for another Fanatics episode. Bring your wife to your Craigslist deals. Bring your wife to all those Houston's meals. Bring your wife and have lots of fun. But But make make sure sure there's there's AC. AC. Boom.